The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. Guys, Nigel Pack can't do it by himself all the time. No, no, he cannot. It you seems don't he say. <laughs> it seems like he can. You know, the gang is back together. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G, and Sage Williams is across the glass. Big Steve will be joining us in the next segment as we will play. Do they know it? It's our final sh- live show of the week. Troy and I will be on the road in Emporia tomorrow. But uh, the Cats, they tried, man. They tried to get it done, but they fail. Losing to number 10 Baylor last night by the score of 75-60, to 60, a game that was tied at the half at the score of 34 apiece. But it was Baylor that turned it on, I would say defensively, and turned it into offense in the second half. And, well, Nigel Pack was kind of trying to do it all on his own. And uh, Baylor outscored the Cats 41-26 in the second half. That's kind of where I wanted to start here is with, I mean, foul trouble did become an issue. Mike McGrill picks up a second foul late in the first half. He really wasn't even a factor, though, throughout the game. But Marquise Noel, he picks up a couple of early fouls, and he has four, and he has to sit. Well, if, if you go by the coaching book, right, you're supposed to sit with those four fouls when you pick them up early in the second half. Uh-huh. But they had to play him. They had to play him, and four fouls, it really kind of takes you out of your game, right, if you're Marquise Noel, because you want to drive, you want to be aggressive. He picked up a charging foul with that fourth. Oof. And on top of it, it, it affects your defense, which in his case, as we've talked about, his ability to get into guys and steal the basketball, uh, that was severely changed. Because, that's a good point, because... Every move Marquise Noel has to make, it's typically a gamble. He's 5'8", and he's going to try to sneak in and take those steals. Well, what if he accidentally grabs a guy's arm? You know, that's a possibility because it's usually while the mm-hmm. guy's dribbling mm-hmm. anyway. So it's a, it's a risk every time. But he, he times it up and he usually does pretty well with that. But he also wants to drive to the hoop and either get a crazy pass off or he's going to go up with a crazy shot and try to score which he's done a good job this season of doing that but last night Marquis Noel did have a pretty rough game he goes scoreless he does not hit a field goal and the four fouls did keep him limited last night and with that being said Mike McGurl wasn't really a factor you go to the half you're tied at 34 and it's all coming from Mark Smith and Nigel Pack who combined for 26 13 points apiece everybody else scores eight points you go to the second half, eight points combined. You go to the oh. second half, Nigel Pack, 18 points. Mark Smith didn't have himself a big second half because what was he doing so well in the first half? He was getting to the hoop, and he was knocking down some crazy layups. And I love that kind of play out of Mark Smith, but the outside shot wasn't falling but one of them, uh, even mid-range. You know, It was a lot of paint stuff for, for Mark Smith. But 18 points from Nigel Pack, everybody else on the team in the second half, a combined outside of Nigel Pack and Mark Smith, a total of eight points. So it's another one of those cases where K-State had two guys trying to carry the team, mostly from Nigel Pack, but Mark Smith had a great first half. And we've seen it before, where a guy has a crazy good game. Maybe two of them have a good game. 
everybody else isn't quite contributing. And as of late, Marquise Owell, I think, has had a good season. He's a great assist guy. He's second in the Big 12 in assists. But his shot isn't where you want it, especially from three. He's good to give you one. He'll hook you up with one three, but he might go one of five, one of six. Scoring the basketball, everybody on the team seems to has that one thing they can kind of do well. I, I, I should take that back. One thing they try to do well. <laughs> uh, but consistently when it comes to scoring, you really only have two guys that are going to do that for you for K-State, uh, Nigel Pack and Mark Smith. But at least on an entertainment part of it, Nigel Pack was fun to watch last night because I could see it in him. In that second half, he's like, all right, I got the ball. You know I'm going to shoot it. So he's uh, he's got Flagler in front of him. All right, I went right last time. Now I need to go left. Um, and then Kendall Brown. There's a switch. So Kendall Brown is on him for some reason. So he's like, well, he, he's kind of bad to his right. I'm going to go right. He's going through the playbook. He's going with what he watched on film, and he's trying to shake and bake a different way every single time. So he can either create space to take a three or drive. One of the plays he did make last night was in the first half, and Nigel was vertical with the guy on his left and going trying to go to the hoop. And he's leaning on the guy and then jumps to the right, knocks down a baseline jumper. I was pretty impressed with that play. But you can only do that so many times mm-hmm. to where the guys are going to be ready for it. And that's what Baylor had to do. They just had to protect mid-range to the paint. They forced K-State. They wanted K-State to take the deeper shot. They did not want Mark Smith to get to the hoop anymore. And they knew Nigel Pack is by far, by far, the best shooter. And he's not going to make every shot he takes. No, nah, and you can tell they challenged their guys at halftime to say, down low, nothing, nothing. We we're not going to allow anything. There was a a shot that Marquise Noel tried to lay up late in the game down in the paint, and it was like, nope. You know they they challenged long, so they're swatting a whole they're, bunch they're of shots. Swat it all, but in particular, right there in the paint, they were like, we're going to shut all of that down. Um, somebody else has got to step up, especially you're not super deep, and then you play a team like Baylor who can throw like fifty guys at you. You have to have people step up, and we didn't. And here you go. I mean. I don't think Baylor is a great matchup for really anybody in the country, but especially K State. It's just it's going to take superhuman effort to beat these guys. Yeah, that was where I was going to go next. Was that uh, that it's just a bad matchup. Uh, the length that they have, their ability defensively. We talked yesterday about how their defense hadn't been as good of late. Well, last night they showed that they can play some pretty good defense and got back really into the swing of things. I felt with how they performed last night. Well, and it also doesn't help when you're K-State, you're playing small ball for the rest of the season because you are right. weak in the front court, and your best players are 5'8", 6'1", and 6'4". Mm. You know, they're the ones that are trying to hit the long shots but also try to slash and get to the hoop. You're right. Baylor is a tough matchup because they are long, and they were swatting balls all night long. Let me look it up, actually. they Let's see how many blocks they had last night. They had five. It felt like they had nine mm-hmm. in last night's ah, game. It did. Um, but... I mean, Jonathan Chamwa Chachua has killed K-State the last couple of games. That is his best matchup because the bigs for K-State can't stop him. He is grabbing offensive boards. The Bears just absolutely dominated the paint last night. And again, we, we saw the weakness of what we have at the five and against Big 12 play. I mean, Casey Eziegu does not belong out there against Big 12 competition. He he doesn't have what it takes 
to take on those guys. And I was a little upset. Carlton Lingard, he played five minutes in the first half, and he played, I believe, another five minutes in the second half. i got to do the math here. I I brought in the two halves Mm -hmm. when it comes to the box scores because I wanted to compare the scoring and how it was just not enough outside of Nigel Pack and Mark Smith. But but Carlton Lingard, five minutes in the second half, and also five minutes in the first half. So it was actually pretty pretty close to the exact amount of time. He played 10 minutes, but it was in like these four to five minute segments. He would come in almost halfway into the first half is when he would exit, and then we wouldn't see him for the rest of that first half. I don't like the four-minute segment. Rotate him in a little bit more. I would go you know, maybe two or three minutes with Carlton Lingard, a handful of possessions, because he's not exactly defensively there yet, but he actually, I think, might have the best hands on the team when it comes to the five. So don't keep him out there too long to where he might make a mistake and then lose his confidence. Get him in and out, in and out, in and out. You have to remember that the game is played in roughly, at this point, four-minute segments. I mean, that that's the rough way that it, that it is set up, given the media timeouts. So if you can get two minutes out of him in, in a stretch and begin to rotate him in more along those lines, I could see that happening. But for whatever reason, that's not the way the coaching staff's looking at it. You know, I, I just, when it comes to playing, well, the guys that we got that are playing down low, and the guys that they're going against against Baylor, I don't think it matters. I, I honestly yeah. uh, like the way I always I have this hardest time. Chachua, right? Yeah. Jonathan Chamwa Chachua. JTT. Okay. JTT. <laughs> this guy is so aggressive. Like he's he's someone who's found out if I play a little harder, a little more aggressive. If I if my if I turn my motor up, there's a lot of guys, a lot of big guys in basketball that are gonna shy away from me and not want to match my intensity. It's like I I got an old coach that said, it's no fun to play against a guy like JTT. It's not fun because he is bringing it and he's got. He he'll swing an elbow. He'll swing this here. You know he'll box you out hard. He's Bringing it, and I just think the guys that we got, their confidence is already shaken, and then you match them up with a bully like that, and it's this is what you get. He comes out with essentially a career best between him and David McCormick at Kansas. That should tell you all you need to know about K State's bigs, right? Right there, right. The fact that the two of them look like world beaters against K State's bigs, and can look like utter stiffs at other points. I'll put more money on Chamo Chachua at, uh, over David McCormick any day of the week myself. But in general, they're very up and down. They sure get up when it's K-State. Absolutely. Well, once again, the Wildcats waste a great performance from their best player, Nigel Pack, with 31 points last night. He has now set a new uh, school record, as a matter of fact. He has now hit a three-pointer in uh, – had it pulled up here now I took it away but I believe it's 26 straight games now Marquise Noel has hit a three-pointer in a game so that is awesome for Marquise or uh, from uh, Nigel Pack rather 26 straight threes with a three-pointer 
but it's also been somewhat of a trend when a t- when a player for K-State has a big night, but they don't have enough support. And that's been a huge issue in conference play, no support. K-State is 2-4 and four this season when Nigel Pack scores 20 points or more. But let's remember, remember when Mark Smith had 25 points and 16 rebounds against Oklahoma? Yeah. And the Cats had to crawl their way back because of, mm-hmm. of a bad first half, and they lost by two points. Nigel Pack's 35 against... Kansas, when he hit eight threes, the rest of the team was two of 14 from three-point range. Mark Smith had 20 points, 16 rebounds. Nigel Pack had 18 points against Ole Miss. The rest of the team went for 18 points. Nigel Pack had 31 points. Mark Smith was 17 points, eight rebounds. Well, that was last night. The rest of the team combined for 12 points. Nigel Pack outscored the rest of the team last night against Baylor. Twice over, almost. Uh, almost three times over, if you really look at it. And I had the audio from him this morning in postgame. His comments were rather telling. This isn't a matter of of him just trying to put up the points either. This is a matter of him trying to share the basketball and get other guys involved, and it's not working. And that's got to be more frustrating because he is playing unselfishly and trying to get other guys involved because he recognizes that's going to be better for him, better for the team, better for him because it opens up better shots for him instead of him having to force. And right now, you know, we're going to start seeing some changes here even in this latter portion of the schedule defensively as teams look to keep him away from those 31-point nights. I promise you we're going to have some fun today in Hour 2, a Super Bowl edition of Mitch in Vegas coming up in the second hour along with the new number one song of the day. We are speaking with women's basketball coach Jeff Mitty coming up here in a couple of segments at 440. They had a rough night down in Waco against the 10th-ranked Baylor Lady Bears. But coming up next, Big Steve is coming into the studio because he's going to be hosting another edition of Do They Know It? Coming up next. The yeah. game continues, and uh, Big Steve remind me, or Sage remind me after the show to delete this um, oh! after the show. You know, John's gone. We don't need no more comments. I was about to ask. No, no, no. This one was in your beds. I, I found know, this one. But I, I put it in there for because of the request by John. He wanted one Kanye song, and then I was like, okay. <laughs> that was the one. And he wanted, yeah. And I was like, this is lame. Oh, man. I, like, there's way better. The earlier Kanye, there's so many beats from early Kanye that I love. John's one of those weirdies that likes older or newer Kanye stuff. And I just... When uh, we drove down to the Stanford game... Oh, God. He he took over driving for like an hour and a half. I just trust myself to drive more. Sure. And I actually drove the whole way back, and I was totally fine with it. Ah. Um, but he wanted to listen to the brand new Kanye album that just came out. I was yeah. like, man, this yeah. is... People think this is good? Listen... Listen, it's an old air conditioner with the fan is is partially broken, and we'll listen to that for an hour. <laughs> Kanye, Kanye's <laughs> going to put study out postmodernism, and when it comes to Russian architecture, no, give Real me quick, that stuff. Kanye's going to put out a new album where there's no music, and he'll tell his fans to imagine the music, and I guarantee they'll be like, "Oh, I hear it, I oh can hear it, man." God, Big Steve, what an idea! Actually, I bet you know Kanye would listen. <laughs> yeah, if he's, he would listen to that. 
that pitch. <laughs> It'll be the wind from a blizzard at his Wyoming ranch. Oh, wow. Guys, it's time oh. to play Do They Know It? It's hosted by Big Steve. Steve, tell us about the big game here. They know sports. They know jokes. And even best dating advice. But we're going to test their knowledge of music, movies, and TV shows right now on Do They Know It? All right, game seven. Very special game in store today. It's all 90s. All of it. And I'm not and I'm not saying like, oh, it came out in 90s, but peaked into 2000s. No, it's all 90s. So keep that in mind. That's kind of the biggest clue for today's show. Three oh. categories, two options a category. You tell me which option you want out of the category. I play it. And uh, you tell me what it is. Get okay. a point per answer. Ace of Base, Return of the Mac, and uh, Guns <laughs> and Roses. Uh, full House. Um, <laughs> step by Step. <laughs> I just got five points. Think, is that Step by Step? Is that 90s? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I thought maybe like 89, <laughs> 89, 88. Are we? Wait a minute. No, no, no. It was 90s. It was 90s. All right, I Anyways. Know, I'm, I'm curious. Go ahead, Big Steve. <laughs> You get unlimited steals today, uh, as always for TV. I'm looking for the name of the show, the character, movies is the name of the movie, the actor or actress, and step, then step. Sorry to interrupt. Step by step. That was also a TV show. I forgot about that. I was thinking the song. Oh no! Yeah, no, uh, no, no, no. He was no. talking yeah, the, yeah. The, fa- the like the whole family show. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, uh, anyways, for music, I'm looking for the song name and the artist. Mm-hmm. All right. So we've actually swapped teams up a little bit. So uh, Troy and Sage are on a team today, Mitch and Dave G. So we'll start with Troy and Sage. What's your guys' team names today? Eight Eyes. Eight Eyes. <laughs> As opposed to Snake Eyes. You know what? I like it. I like it. Is that like the number eight or spelled out? Huh? Uh, we'll go with number eight. Yeah, number All right. Eight easy. And well, then, the thing is, they, they both have you know the two eyes apiece, right? Yeah, and they four also eyes. wear glasses. So yeah. get it? Everybody yeah. Eight eyes. All right, and then Mitch and That's Dave bullying. G, what's your guys' team name? So, as we know, when Troy and DG are on the same team, oh. they always go by TD Boys. Yeah. So, it's a play that. off of that as DG and I are the Tortilla Boys. Whoa! Yeah! <laughs> with a Z, right? Yes, with a Z. It has know. to be with a Z. Maybe the Z is what's cursed. You're it might be. The Z with, an S, with an S. <laughs> All right. With an S. All right, well, Troy Sage, your guys' coin call. Mm-hmm. Call it. Tails. Tails, uh, it came up head, so oh, Mitch and Dave G will wow. be going first. Full yeah. slate available. Pick. Go, go ahead, DG, pick whatever you want. We'll go Music A. Music A, you got it. One, two, three, into the four. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre is at the dope. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. Before I have to pull the strap off the cut. Give me the microphone oh. first so I can bust like a bubble. Captain and Lone Beach together, now you know you in trouble. trouble. Uh, ain't nothing but a G thing, Dr. Dre and Snoop Diggity Dog. Yeah! Does everybody know that? I mean, everybody knows. Yes, that. of yeah. course. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. That's really Sage. Good. So I was born in two thousand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that's I, 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 I was going to mention that was a possibility that yeah, uh, one of us was not alive that's in the nineties because the Chronic two thousand one came out in two thousand. So mm-hmm. like the the ne- next famous of album that yeah. <laughs> she was not even born. Um you know what's awesome? That video right there, if you watch it, Snoop Dogg is so young, he's like nineteen, <laughs> and he's so he's so nervous, he doesn't even look in the camera. Like when the camera pans around and he's like, you know, you're supposed to be rapping right. into it. He can't even look at it. He's looking straight down. Wow. It's amazing. Now that he's like a superstar, you know. Sage, I just want you to know I was born in 1990 and I know Christopher Cross. Whoa. So, I mean. I don't know. 
I. We'll There's see. nothing we'll to be said about ah, bad take. Well, I like the wind. Speaking of Sage and Troy, your guys' move. Go ahead, Troy. Uh, let's go TVB. TVB, you got it. Check out these night crawlers I found in the parking lot. Nightcrawler. I know the show, just not which one it is. <laughs> it's Beavis and Butthead. Which and, one? Well, the, that was Beavis and Butthead. It's yeah. all Mike Judge. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, that one's well, kind of a tricky one because it's both. For, oh, it's, I, I thought I heard okay. mostly Beavis yeah. Yeah, earlier, in yeah. the clip. And yeah, then, but when you heard Nightcrawler at the end yeah, of the guitar, out of the <clears throat> guitar riff, uh, yeah. You just briefly gave us a hint that you can do an impression of Beavis and Butthead. I was just going to say awesome. <laughs> That's not bad. It's not Check terrible. out the nightcrawlers I found in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who can't do an I impression can't. of Beavis and really? Butthead? All right. Mitch, Dave G, your move. Go ahead, Mitch. We haven't had a movie yet. Let's go movie B. Movie B, you got it. I think people place too much emphasis on their careers. I wish we could all live in the mountains at high altitude. That's where I see myself in five years. So, what for movies? You have to go movie and the actor. Yes, I, I you know what it. I know what it is. Go ahead. Groundhog Day. Bill Murray. This is a fun show today. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. Really? I'm trying to do the. I'm trying to do the butthead laugh, but I can't just uh, spit it out. Just. <laughs> that was it. That was See? it. Oh my God! Learn just, something new every day. Can you just go when you go home? Oh man! Just practice. Just practice. Just stare <laughs> yourself in the mirror and practice. All right. Mean, for the show. Meanwhile, his girlfriend will be going, "What in the world are you doing?" <laughs> She'll just say, "Can you like shut up or whatever?" <laughs> can you like shut up? Uh, <laughs> all right. Troy, Sage, your movie. Right. You got movies A, TV A, and music B. Let's try the other movie. Why not? Other movie. You got it. All right. This is totally amazing. I voluntarily agree to not indulge in any alcohol, drugs, or engage in any other illegal activity that may in any way jeopardize the years of hard work we as a team have committed to our goal of a championship season in 76. Ooh. Now the hard balls start coming yeah. out. Yeah, that one. I know I this one. Now, as a reminder, that. for TV and movies, you're allowed one replay. I mean, I guess we'll take the replay. Yeah, yeah. roll with it. <laughs> All right. All right. This is totally amazing. I voluntarily agree to not indulge in any alcohol, drugs, or engage in any other illegal activity that may in any way jeopardize the years of hard work we as a team have committed to our goal of a championship season in 76. I cannot. Uh, I, I don't know. Dazed and confused. God dang it! Now, can you give me the actor? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, tail end of it makes me think that it's David Spade, but I know better. So I, I can definitely picture who he is. Yeah. I know exactly who he is, but I just don't know his name. He was in Inglorious Bastards. Yes. Yep. He's been in many supporting roles. Yeah, yes. I, I, I think, okay, 
I think I know. I mean, we're just crack shot here, right? I mean, just like yeah, you're not whatever. losing anything. You yeah. have everything to gain, nothing to lose. Jonathan Silverman. Damn. It is not. It's a good Adam Goldberg. It is Adam Goldberg. Oh, man. Too late. Oh. Too little, too late. You could have had an extra point, but oh. well. Could have well, been a contender. I could have been a... What's that from? <laughs> you guys know? Could have been a contender? Hey, I don't have to play the game. I host the game, okay? <laughs> so, I thought it was um, Marlon Brando in that movie where he's like in the back of the car and the guy has... He's a boxer and his buddy's always setting him up to lose. He's always yeah. got to drop. Mm. And he's like... I could have been somebody. I could have been a contender. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, go right, ahead. Mitch go and ahead. Dave G, your call. Front. You've got uh, TV A and Music B. Ooh. I think strategically we should go for the song. Okay. Let's go for the last song. All right, here it is. The Offspring. Take the song. I don't know this name. I don't. God dang it. I, I also, I'm blanking on the song title for some reason. Okay. Um, uh, uh, wait, wait. Oh, is it, is it Self-Esteem? Yes. yes. Okay. Thank God. God. All right. All right. There it is. We only play it on K-Rock every day, so. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> literally Let me tell you a story day. about having that CD stolen while I was a student at K-State. <laughs> all right. Well. Is quick, it that old? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Quick check at the scoreboard. We got the Tortilla Boys with a Z. Six to uh, Eight Eyes, three. Ooh. We're three of the we're four. Nah, remember, because you missed one of their points there. All right, that leaves we you guys at the, TV. We missed the movie point on the actor. Yeah. Uh, but hey, we got half of that you can get to within part. one. <laughs> if you guys get the TV right, yeah. you'll get within one. Yeah. yeah. It, won't, it won't. At least it's not a shutout. So here is your sound. <laughs> you remember the last show? We were promised a wood snipping demonstration by our own Al Dare to be Dull Borland. <laughs> do you need the replay on that? I feel so useful. Uh, do, do, do you want the real show name or the mythical show name? The the what? Yeah. The secondary. Why not give me both? Yeah, I can if I get an extra point out of it. Are you guys Ooh. cool with that? Well, no, because it ties <laughs> up. Is there a tiebreaker situation? Yeah, it's rock paper scissors. Oh. That's two out of three. So no. Yeah. So give me the actual name. Home improvement. And the character? Uh, Tim, well, the actor was Tim Allen. Uh, Tim Taylor. Oh. It's Tim Allen. He plays Tim Allen on the show, too. No, he no, plays Tim he Taylor. I just Tim looked Talent. this up the other day. He, he, he plays he, the tool. It's Tim, Tim, it's Tim, Tim Taylor. Taylor. Tim the Tool Man Taylor. Tim the Tool Man Taylor. You are Hold overruled. On. Whoa! That's one of my favorite shows it's of all time. It's I such swear. Yeah. I and it was on Tool that. Time. See, that's where I was looking for that sweep right there. I could have had three points. You know, and the early Tool Time girl, Sorry, Pam I'm Anderson. Yeah. Okay, I see where I got messed <laughs> up at. So, yes, you're right. You get both points. Yeah. Right. She just did the first season, right? Uh-huh. So, yep. we ran across on Hulu. There's that movie, Pam and Tommy, about the sex tape. And I explained to Sarah who <laughs> Pam Anderson was. What? And I go, I never thought I'd ever have to like explain who Pam Anderson is. She goes, I don't know who that is. That's a bit mind-blowing. And wow. You know what's weird, though, is she knew. I go, Tommy Lee was the drummer for Motley Crue. And she goes, I know that. Did not know Pam Anderson. No idea. And I go, I, wow, man. You would imagine, like, Pam Anderson even though, like, Motley Crue is gigantic. Massive. But 
Could you ever imagine somebody not knowing <laughs> Pam Anderson no. and knowing Tommy Lee? Like, that no. is weird. No. It, it is a little weird. No, no offense. The age difference blew. No, that's what I I got up and walked around the neighborhood for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Oh, All right. God. Well, hey, hey, uh, the Tortilla Boys win six to five. Yeah. Yep. And let's take a break because we have Jeff Mitty coming up next. We continue with the game on K-Man, Mitch Fortner with Troy Coverdale, David G, and Sage Williams. Now joined by K-State women's basketball coach Jeff Meddy on the show. Coach, I appreciate your time as you're now 17-7, and 7-5 mark in Big 12 play after a couple of games since we last spoke. Went against Texas Tech in a loss last night to Baylor. And I, I will start with the Baylor loss last night. 95-50 to 50 was the final. Uh, but uh, the big concern, Serena Sundell gets hurt early in the game, plays just three minutes. Uh, it appeared to be a foot or ankle injury, but how is she doing right now? Yeah, um, yeah, that was uh, early in the game. Yeah, one of the uh, early, I think she ended up playing a total of three minutes. But, um, you know, I think she was doing better. She was still on crutches this morning, but it appeared that uh, the ankle was at least uh, moving a little bit better. And, um they x-rayed it, uh, didn't see didn't see a break, so that's the positive. So it should be day-to-day. We'll just kind of see, um, and it may be more than day-to-day. We'll just have to see if she progresses. Well, it's good. It's not, you know, it could have been a lot worse, and Serena Sundell is obviously a very important part to the success of this season. But in the, in the Baylor matchup, down 18-14 to 14 in the first half, Baylor starts to go off. They hit 11 threes in this game, but, I mean, was not having Serena – a huge factor into uh, Baylor having success, or was it just, you know, all around they were just hot? Well, I think this. I think we survived her getting hurt early because we got to the end of the first quarter, but simultaneously with that, Lee got in foul trouble. So, so well, it wasn't simultaneously. It was a little bit later in that quarter that Lee picks up her second at the end of the first, player in the second, and she ends up picking up her third. So, uh, combination of Baylor getting really hot, we couldn't slow them down, and then Lee uh, trying to navigate some foul trouble um, just gave us uh, way too many problems. And uh, we didn't compete as well as we need to compete. I felt like we were step slow most of the night. Um, so it, it was not a good performance by us and a really good performance by Baylor. What was, because uh, I was at the men's game, obviously, so what was Baylor's strategy, even though, yes, Yoki did get into foul trouble, but what was their strategy this time around after you guys beat them at home to begin Big 12 play? How did they attack Yoki? Uh, well, she picked up two two offensive fouls, so um, their strategy was to hold her and to uh, essentially try to frustrate her that way. Yoki lost a little poise in that stretch, and had a couple elbows in there, and then she picked up an unfortunate one where she's trailing a uh, ball handler, um, and the ball handler just kind of loses the dribble and kind of comes in her path, and she can't stop. So she bumps them, and and so um, their strategy defensively was to really hold her, really get after try to frustrate her, and this is not new to Yoki. I mean, this has been a strategy for everybody uh, to try to do those things as best they can, and if you get the right whistle, uh, you can do it more aggressively than um, than some nights. But back on Saturday, your team does pick up a home victory over Texas Tech 82-75. 
Aoka Lee, great game, 31.7 rebounds, and all freshmen were in double figures. But both teams were hot. I mean, everybody was shooting both teams fifty-five around 55% in that game. But was the critical part of that one getting to the free throw line and going 22 of 28? Yeah, you know, it was a big emphasis going into the game. Um, really felt like we had to get to the free throw line more, and, and we feel like we've got to continue to grow in that area. That's been an area that I think, um, one, we need to improve. Two, we think we have some upside in that area. Um, I think the Glen Twins are driving it harder than they were a month ago. I think the Sundell's getting the spots better. The positive of, of last night's game, uh, was that we saw some Jada Moore and some Goodrich do some good things, but specifically to the Texas Tech game, I think there were two keys. One, we got to the free throw line and converted, and then because everybody was so hot, possessions were critical, and we were able to get about two or three steals and convert them, and uh, those were big plays in the, in that fourth quarter. Now, Vivian Gray is one of the best players in the Big 12. She goes for 38 points, and she was – hitting some impressive shots, and and she's a senior that averages 20 points a game. Obviously, Aoka Lee is the best player in the Big 12. Is she second best on that list, or would that go to, like, Melissa Smith of Baylor? Uh, you know, I mean, we're we're going to be uh, we're going to be pro Yoki is the best, but uh, Baylor's going to be pro Nylisa. Um, um, Tech's going to be pro Vivian Gray. Um, you're, you're going to get uh, you're going to get those three certainly at the top, and uh, then you well, uh, you know Ashley Jones, Iowa State people are going to be uh, you know uh, pro to her. So you've got kind of those four. Um, I don't know how it'll shake out. Uh, Vivian Gray is certainly in the conversation. Um, winning is certainly going to play a part of that, and the, and the ones that are winning at the the, the highest level. Um, are going to be uh, Jones at Iowa State, Smith at Baylor, um, and then Lee at our place. And then you've got um, Oklahoma with more balance. So it's a good list this year. It might be the best list I've seen in a long time, Mitch. Yeah, I mean, the Big 12 is incredibly impressive this year. And with those three players that were mentioned, other than Aoki Lee, you're done with them for now until potentially the Big 12 tournament. But up next is uh, the Kansas Jayhawks. And KU has won four in a row. You did beat them at home earlier this year. But potentially without Serena Sundell and this Jayhawk team that's on a roll right now, how tough is this game going to be on Saturday? Oh, I think it'll be incredibly tough. I think KU's playing extremely well. It's their best team in a long time. Uh, they're a team that, uh, you know, is uh, in the tournament, according to Charlie Cream, Brexitology, and I think they're in it ain't close. Uh, they've got some very good wins. Um, they just come off a good road victory at uh, West Virginia. They've been playing extremely well. And the strength of their team, they've, they've got a go-to player in Holly Kirschkeeter, but um, their strength of their team has been their balance and their depth. They've got good uh Good balance across the board, and they've got good depth, and they've got good depth along the front line. So this is a quality basketball team. Yeah, you mentioned bracketology and Charlie Cream from uh, ESPN, and I'm I'm actually happen to be looking at it right now, and kind of has K State teetering on that four five mark, which is big because if you're four, you're going to host a couple of games, hopefully, and a five that means you're yep. going on the road, and you got a pretty tough four you might be facing in the second round but is is bracketology is that the time of the year now where you're starting to really look at that i don't i don't look at i mean i'll I'll pay attention to it but there are so many games for us quite honestly we haven't played very very uh 
we haven't been as consistent as we're capable of. My focus is on getting us back to playing better. Um, we we uh, have uh, kind of gone. Uh, we're Dow Jonesers right now. You know, we're up and down, and uh, uh, did not play very well last night. Um, we've got to shore up the defensive end. That's been an area that has concerned me, and uh, we've got to do those things better. Um, and we've got to get some wins here. I mean, if you want to be in that four seed, then you're going to have to win some big basketball games down the stretch here, and um, we're going to have to do that if we want to be in there. All right, Coach Mitty, I appreciate your time. you got KU at 6 o'clock Saturday in Allen Fieldhouse. Good luck on the Saturday against KU. Mitch, thanks. Appreciate it, bud. You're welcome, Coach. Thank you again. And that's Jeff Mitty, K-State women's basketball coach here on the game. We'll take a timeout, finish Hour 1 next. Sage, was it Tuesday that uh, we talked about the Oscars and the movies that were nominated for Best Picture and how like I hadn't heard of any of them besides West Side Story, <laughs> the remake? It was indeed on Tuesday because it was just you and I. Oh. So I came across one of the movies that was nominated on Netflix. It was last night. You know, I get home 10, 30, 11. I stay up too late anyway. You know, that's just kind of how I am with the new schedule. I'll stay up and try to watch some sports that I missed or play some video games or something. I love gaming. I'm a big I'm a big gamer, um, and I like you to get my time in there. Uh, clears my mind. Brings me some zen. But I was on Netflix, and I noticed uh, one of the movies that was nominated for Best Picture was on there, and it was one of the titles I hadn't heard of, and it's called Don't Look Up. And it's got a hell of a cast. Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, who was born on the exact same day I was. Uh, Jonah Hill, Tyler Perry, um, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Meryl. Meryl. Meryl Streep. And then um, like Ron Perlman was in there. He, I, I mean, I'm good with Meryl Streep as our president, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Which that, is that part, was, part of the storyline. She, she was actually pretty funny, I thought. Uh, but give you kind of an idea of what the movie is all about if you don't know about it. So two astronomers... They find a comet that's going to crash into Earth and kill everybody. Um, and so they're trying to tell everybody, tell the president, tell the media that, hey, this thing is going to kill us. We need to do something about it. And, like, nobody cared. And it's kind of a – what's the right word to use? Uh, but it's like – it's a play on, like, kind of what real life is about with climate change. Satirical. Um, allegory. Yeah, that's probably a pretty allegory. good way. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I kind of envision it Mars attacks with a bit of seriousness to it. Hmm. That's that's actually not a bad comparison. Now, I, I watched the movie uh, and it gets decent ratings on like Rotten Tomatoes and like IMDb. Not bad, but it's not like ratings that you would see for best picture. Right. By the Oscars and all that. But I watched it last night. I gave it a chance. I thought it was actually pretty good. It was entertaining. Had some. I wouldn't say like laugh out loud funny, but it was like scary funny. You know what I mean? Because they are trying to relate to yeah. what's going on in real life. Dark humor. Yeah, I've yeah. seen Leo like screaming at people in this movie. So I'm I'm ready to watch it. But I tell you what, like I usually those Oscar films that are nominated, like they're not exactly my kind of movies or yeah. kind of boring. Yeah. This is different. Like this uh. isn't boring. It's a pretty decent two hours, fifteen minutes okay. of cinema. Guys, hour two, when we come back, make it a break in time for the Cats. Mitch in Vegas is also coming up as well. The game on K-Man, hour two next.